0: by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place Podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and I am so unbelievably delighted today to have Michael Sandler with me. And so yeah, host of Inspire Nation. We're going to talk today about the automatic writing experience. All you can see his book there next to him. If you're viewing the video or right there in front of him uh, for audio, we're going to dive into that today. Um, And yeah, just just a beautiful soul from the few minutes that I've that
2: I've talked to him before we hit record. So welcome, Michael. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show, Terry.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to dive into what this is. I, I'm a journaler. And so when I was on your website and reading through everything and the notes and um, the automatic writing,
2: it's not journaling, right? No, the difference between automatic writing. And, and you said, you're so it's interesting. You said, so excited to dive into this. And I say diving into awe. Because journaling is, is a I, me, my. To, to quote George Harrison in the last Beatles song, I, me, my, I, me, my, I, me, my. It's the thinking mind. What's going on in my world today? Automatic writing is a second person process. You're okay, dear one. Everything is all right. Here's where you get to go. Here's what you get to do. Here's even your purpose, your path or direction, dear one. It's all okay. It's something greater than yourself. Inside, outside, you can call it inner wisdom. You can call it spirit. You can call it divine. You can call it the giant cheeseburger in the sky. You are connecting to something greater than yourself. And it gives you a state change. You literally feel like you're in a state of awe, jaw dropped going, what in the world is coming out when you dive into this writing state?
1: Yeah, beautiful. And I love it. I've had one experience where I try to I'll talk to my spirit guides and my angels and, and really try. And I really had a moment one time where, and this was completely by accident, because I haven't read your book or been through this and just let it flow. And oh my gosh, I felt someone that had recently passed was standing over my shoulder and I wrote this whole poem and I passed it on to this person I was being told to pass it on to and it just made such an impact in their life. And
2: um, yeah, and I just, I felt it and it was so cool. That's what we're talking about. In fact, we have a whole section on the book on speaking to loved ones on the other side of literally turning this into a channeling process because you can connect. The voices are always there, Terry. They're always there, but- they're speaking as a whisper. Whereas our egoic mind is going, I've got to pay this bill. i got to take care of that. There's a kitty with a litter. I need to get this taken care of. There's snow outs. Forgive me. That's the thinking mind. And so we have to find a way to actually like detune, like turn back the strings on the guitar to loosen them up so we can hear a deeper chord that's always playing underneath and find a way to get ourselves into that process on a regular basis. Because what you had was not a one-off, Terry. You can make that a daily ritual where whether it's somebody who's passed on in the other side or your guardian angels or other angels, if you believe in angels or literally like Neil, Neil Donald Walsh in conversations with God, talking with God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it. You can tap into once we learn how to change your brainwave state.
1: Yeah. And I love that. Oh my gosh, the idea of energy, right. And the the waves and where we are on our frequencies. And so now do you teach people about that? You have courses
2: and so forth as well as with the book? Yeah. So we have the Automatic Writing Experience, which is a video-based course with a live class once, once a month. That's automaticwritingexperience.com. Uh, excuse me, automaticwriting.com where you can go and you can you could download it right now and start step-by-step. Step. It's so easy to get into. And then we have our next class coming up. Whenever you're listening to it, it's probably just a couple of weeks and I'll be live taking you through it. And then we have our automatic writing experience book called All the automatic writing experience, which will be coming out at Amazon just about the time that this releases, which, walks you through everything step by step, but it also looks at the history of awe. For instance, uh, A Course in Miracles was written in automatic writing. Parts of the Bible were written in automatic writing. Going back to the ancients, things were written in automatic writing. And so you learn about that. And then the brain science, the neuroscience, because they've actually taken automatic writing practitioners and put them in a PET scan. It's similar to an MRI where you go in and you look at which part of the brains are lighting up and which parts are are powering down terry this is the coolest thing when we write we use what's called the executive functions of the brain our frontal lobe it completely lights up pop 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 as we're writing and parts of our brain um such as the parietal lobe which is responsible for the i me my completely lights up off the charts in our brain when we go to write because we're writing from our thinking mind any guess what happens when you go into automatic writing They completely power down. Your thinking mind goes offline. Your parietal lobe, which is responsible for I, me, my, powers down and goes to what they've discussed and uh, Dr. Andrew Newberg has looked into, an amazing neuroscientist. He's written the book Enlightenment in the Brain, is the parietal lobe dials down and we get into a state of we or me consciousness, a state of oneness, of oneness with the world. So your thinking mind goes down, your oneness with the world goes up. Now you put pen to paper and holy smokes, what comes out is anything but what you expected, but is even more beautiful, special and sacred. And the coolest thing is there's scientific proof. It's not coming from your thinking mind. Ego could not have come up with this. So when you're told how great you are, how wonderful you are, how how much you are loved and how much you have a special plan and path and direction in life, You don't go, well, maybe that was my ego. Well, first off, the ego is never going to tell you how special you are. That's narcissism. That's different from ego. Ego is going to make you small. (laughs) It's going to tell you what's wrong with you, why you should have, would have, could have. But you're able to discern so clearly. And then you dive into that awe and just magic starts to come out of it.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. So who, who's your target audience? Are you, are you wanting to work with people who are low, have low self-esteem and ego, or is it, is it so much more?
2: Well, there's two target audiences. I'm going to say everybody can benefit from awe because our goal is raise people's vibration, shift consciousness, raise humanity. That's the goal here at Inspire Nation. That's my mission that I'm on. I've had two near-death experiences. I don't know if we'll go there or not, but because of that, That is my mission, raise people vibration, elevate consciousness, shift humanity, raise people up and diving into automatic writing helps you get out of the thinking mind and do that. So you make better decisions, which helps the entire planet. And then my big, big, big picture goal of who I want to reach is I want to reach world leaders. And it's interesting. I actually have a project that's going to be going before the UN this year, uh, working with a two-time Nobel Peace Prize nominee, Dr. Irvin Laszlo where we're looking at a completely different way of restructuring the planet, nothing small here. And it's coming right out of my writing in awe. I wanna get this into the the hands of every world leader out there. Because first off, when you plug into spirit, you get the greater answers. Secondly, you discover greater kindness and compassion. Thirdly, you're not acting out of a state of panic or worry or fear. And so if we can change their lives and how they make decisions, it changes everybody. So the target is everybody, but the target is also let's get to the very, very top, change how they're interacting with that higher consciousness and making better decisions from that place as well.
1: Yeah, beautiful and powerful. And I love it. That was the thing I wrote the little soul brother by with a heart because it so resonated with me. And it's true. Uh, the, The more we can uh empower those who are our leaders um yeah and just this energy and
2: and really helping them heal um helps all of us heal and i'm so glad you mentioned that because you mentioned earlier people who are maybe in a dark place we all have wounds we all have trauma i know that's a specialty of yours and that that Directs. if we're not conscious of it, it directs our lives. There's a reason that we keep having uh, self-sabotage after self-sabotage and, and louse after louse in our lives, whether that's, that's a partner, whether that's in business, whether that's a, a boss or whomever, we keep reliving this experiences because of the trauma and wounds our side of us. Now, there's yeah. a book on automatic writing from 1920. An amazing doctor wrote it. And she said that up till the 1850s, the greatest technique in the world, and then it had been lost for a while since then for rewiring the subconscious. We're talking back in the days of Jung and Jung used this to an extreme, is going into automatic writing because there you're dealing with, you're in a hypnagogic state. What's that mean? It means that you're in a state where the subconscious is not just myelinated superhighways, deep grooves in the record, but is a lot more malleable like silly putty or like Play-Doh. And we can literally, it's impressionable. You can literally in that state begin to rewire your subconscious to move past those traumas and blocks and take that heavy cloak that you're wearing off of you. We all have some sort of a cloak. Our leaders, particularly ones recently, you could see who had very deep seated wounds and really needed to address them. We all have wounds without judgment, but it allows you to get under the carpet, see what's there and do something about it.
1: Yeah. And in a way, I mean, what's obviously popping up in my mind is, is brain plasticity. And, um, what you're talking about is,
2: you know, just going into that and in, in letting things rewire themselves. So Ram Das, he used to use a term to snuggle up with, and, <laughs> and I've, I've stolen his term and I love you, Ram Dass. And I say to snuggle up with our fears, to snuggle up with our worries, to struggle up with our traumas. To really lean into them, observe them. I call it snow globing. Look at them from all different angles and say, what can I learn from you, dear one? Again, this is going back to automatic writing. What can I learn from you? And treating your wound as a dear inner child, as a little baby, somebody that you want to nurse to health, somebody that you want to help to heal, somebody that you want to let know everything will be all right. And then when you dive into awe, you can quite literally say, everything will be all right. And let me show you how we can do it. And then the traumas and wounds go, oh, God, somebody's listening to me. Thank you. Somebody knows how worried, afraid and scared I am. Thank you. Somebody sees me. Thank you. I can stand down the guards. And that's what, when you call it PTSD, when you call it a panic attack, when you call it anxiety, whatever you want to call it, is us going into a fight or flight state because we feel in danger, because we've tripwired those wounds in our subconscious. Now, if we no longer hit the danger switch, we can observe them, we're freed from them, and then we can liberate, free ourselves by rewiring them as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. You had my head tingling talking. about (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of times that would happen in my EMDR therapy where my, you know, as I would learn things and process things and, oh yeah, that's very powerful. I have this horrific fear of open spaces. And so we moved to the beach and I've really been working with myself and training myself and walking out there. And for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. uh, I had challenged myself to walk out by myself and not have family with me, not have my therapy dog Sammy with me and um, walked out there. And I became overwhelmed because I felt the need to like, oh, dive into the sand, become a hermit crab, find hide somewhere. And so I ran back to the um, boardwalk and then I was like, there were trees around and I felt a little more protected, but I really stood there and said, all right, now what What's happening with you, kiddo? And I took a really gentle approach to myself and really allowed whatever was that, whatever scary was in there to really talk to me. Um, It's a work in progress.
2: (laughs) But yeah, for all of us, but that's so awesome. And you treated her and I'm going to call that little wounded Terry, which honestly, you may have an experience that you know of, or it may even be from before this lifetime that you've been gifted with, gifted with by your elders, by your ancestors, by your family or a series of traumas, but you're staying in that sacred space of being available to listen. And that changes everything. It is a process, but you're letting that wounded part of you be heard and express why she is so scared. Yeah. And that awareness, that's half, at least half of everything.
1: Now, I'm really curious, would would that be a place, like a a time then that I'm almost like, or a person is almost primed to then really, really do this automatic
2: writing process? I mean, is there a good time or just whenever you're inspired to do so? Brilliant question. So there are two main portals, two times of the day where it is best, but you can do it anytime. and, And I'll expand on that in a second. In the morning while the rest of the world is still sleeping, you get the deepest, most profound words of wisdom because we are all in an energy field. We're swimming in a field in an energetic soup. You know, if you fly over the East Coast, you'll see almost from Miami all the way up through uh, Boston, it's all lit up at night. That's the field of energy that we're in, which means that we're hearing everybody else's emotions and wants and desires and so forth. So if you write before people wake, you can hear the deeper, more profound words of wisdom more easily. If not, If you write right before you sleep, you can hear that more clearly as well. And in the book, we talk about how to get into a hypnagogic state, a state that's half here, half on the other side of the veil, which makes it easier. And it's also more malleable, more, if you want to call it brain plasticity, there's more brain plasticity with the subconscious when you're in the hypnagogic state. So that can help. On top of that, the more that you listen to awe, The more that you hear your inner wisdom guides, angels, whatever you want to call it, the more clearly you can discern those voices, which means quite literally you could go out on that beach or I might, I might challenge Terry and put her out on a sandbar. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see me go? "Ah!" (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. And out there, talk to awe and have awe talk to you because she would say, dear one, it's okay. Dear one, you're safe. Dear one, everything is good. And on and on, and I do channel awe as well, but on and on it would go because you're creating this connection to where you can channel this voice and you can literally have a communication between yourself and your higher consciousness and begin healing it right out there on the sandbar wherever you want to put yourself. You could be on a park bench with trees all around. Close your eyes, take yourself out to the sandbar, connect with what I call the guides of awe, and just have a rip-roaring good time healing this.
1: Yeah. You made me cry. (laughs) That was so beautiful. (laughs) Wow. And I have to say on a laughing kind of level, when I read the word hypnagogic, I said, I don't know this word. I I, I'm, I'm going to have to bring up this word, and I'm so glad you said it and
2: you talked about it. You have taught me a new word. I love it. Thank you. So, if you go back, so here's a great example of this. Um, Emile QA, one of the most amazing new thought writers from uh, more than half a century ago, he's famous for the expression, Every day in every way, things are getting better and better. Every day in every way, things are getting better and better. And so, people go around with this affirmation, Every day in every way, things are getting better and better. Or, Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. The trick is an affirmation is to me, like if you remember Shawshank Redemption, when the hero is in jail and he uses a little pickaxe and over 36 years, has a poster in his, in his uh, yeah. jail cell, over 36 years, hammers his way out through the cement with his tiny little pickaxe that he hides. And it takes him forever, three and a half decades. That's an affirmation done with the conscious mind. Every day and every way, things are getting better and better. Every day and every way. You're going to have to say that a lot for actually to reprogram your subconscious. Now, if you do it first thing in the morning, you're half awake, last thing at night, you're half awake, you do it with theta brain entrainment music, or you do it through a combination of processes like awe and awe takes it all and puts it all together so that you're making the biggest difference. Now you've got a jackhammer and now you're going to hit that subconscious fast and you're not going to be taking 36 years but you're there in an evening or you're there in five minutes of being able to reach your subconscious. That's this flexible state. Jung talks about it. Freud talked about it. When in fact Jung says the dream world is the waking world. The waking world is the dream world. When we access that other state of consciousness and bring things back, everything changes. Thomas Edison did it for the light bulb. He got into a hypnagogic state by holding a set of keys in his hand and half falling asleep. And when the keys would drop out of his hand and would hit a bowl beneath them, clank, he'd wake up and he'd go, oh, try this gas for the next time I make a light bulb. Salvador Dali used the hypnagogic state with a spoon and a bowl and he would hold the spoon. He would start painting and he would stop and he would hold the spoon and close his eyes And when he'd start to fall asleep and the spoon would drop, he'd come come to and whatever he saw on the other side, he would then bring back here. So the hypnagogic state is a massively powerful state for bringing information back, for putting, if we wanna talk law of attraction, for putting things out there on the other side of the veil, pushing your wishes, wants, putting your wishes, wants and desires out there and for healing whatever wounds you have so that it's not a Shawshank experience of 36 years picking away at it, but we can go right there. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. That's hypnagogia. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. This, this, if people can't see, if they can only hear me when I put my fingers together like this, this means to metal. And, and that's what it's about. I call myself an alchemist, a sorcerer, a magician, or just Michael. Hey, you, that works too. But what it means is we're all playing with energy. And when you call it alchemy or sorcery or magic, what you're doing is you're taking energy and turning it into matter. You're taking lead and turning it into gold. You're turning, taking ideas and turning them into reality. And so just as much as things in the subconscious will create outcomes, oftentimes not comfortable ones in our world, because that's alchemy. You're changing an idea, which is I'm always a screw up. I'm always a loser. I'm scared of this and scared of that. And then you'll bring yourself exactly those situations, but we can feed the reverse into the machine as well. We can come up with new ideas and new programs in energy, insert them into the operating system of our, uh, of our consciousness, of our spirit, of our mind, and create literally physically a new reality for ourselves.
1: Yeah. I've only talked about this once before on the podcast, but I'm feeling compelled to talk about it again. Okay. I had, I was doing a meditation one time and felt like I had was floating in this not quite asleep, but still aware of my thoughts and where I was. So this, it almost seems like what you're explaining. Is that- Welcome to the hypnagogic state. Yeah. You're there. It was crazy because- I was following these blue lights. And and to me, I kept thinking to myself, well, these are angels. Mm -hmm. And so I was moving and I felt like I was being pulled towards this very distant little white dot of light in the distance. And I said to myself, Oh my God, I'm going down the dark tunnel. I'm dying. You know, (laughs) like, like my anxiety brain went to, Oh my gosh, I don't want to be going down towards the light, you know, move to the light. And As I got close enough to this, there was almost like this smoky veil floating. I could see this smoky veil floating and I was told to just not go further. And for a millisecond that lasted an eternity is the only way that I can describe it this smoky veil lifted aside and I saw this essence, this light, this, I I can't describe it. It was, it was, I usually cry my eyes out when I talk about it. Yeah. When I've told my children, when I, when I've discussed it, it, I knew that that's where I was meant to be, where I had come from. What was like in me, like source, God, heaven, whatever you want to call it. And I was given this glimpse of it. And then when I came back to consciousness, everything in my life shifted. Um, I wasn't really told anything that I'm consciously aware of, but it was just being that given that glimpse of uh, it
2: was, it was the most powerful and most incredible experience of my life. So yes, that was hypnagogia, but that was also what I would call an awakening experience. That is an experience that lit you up. That is an experience that is profound because I've had my two near-death experiences, I've played in this realm a little bit, not deliberately, mind you. Um, <laughs> let's get hit with a two-by-four metaphorically and so we can go and play down the tunnel, no. right? <laughs> but the feeling, the sense of oneness, the feeling, a sense of love, the feeling, of sense of connectedness that was beyond words, supra words, above words, to me actually has a digital download with it. Basically, you're like pumped with all these zeros and ones that gave you information that you will still unravel for the rest of your life, maybe even beyond, of knowings that you have no way of knowing, of feelings that you have no way of feeling, things that are truisms to you that you just know, but you don't know how, came out of that experience. So while you didn't hear words, rest assured you were being pumped with information, and that was a shift for you. That made you who you are. Terry wasn't this Terry. This is, we'll call you Terry 2.0, or maybe it's 9.0. <laughs> but you were certainly a different iteration before the curtains pulled back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Powerful. Wow. Yeah, again, I, I'm surprised I didn't cry because normally it was just so, oh, beautiful. I can't, again, I don't have words. I, I
2: have words words to do it justice. If I was, you're a coach as well, but if I was coaching you, Terry, And and I would certainly say you can do this in automatic writing, it makes it easy. But I would go back to that experience. I would put yourself back in that state. Automatic writing, there's a whole process to get there, but you could also go to a park bench, get yourself into a meditative state, and look through that Terry's mind's eye and see it taking place all over again. I know you'll get goosebumps, I know you'll cry, but you'll also get even more downloads, the more that you bask in that state. So we often think that an awakening experience is a one-off or if you're me, maybe it was a two-off and we hope that is not a three-off. But what happens is everything is frequency, everything is energy, Terry. So when we anchor into that state, When we learn how to play C sharp or C major or C whatever we want and we can hear that, then we can actually get ourselves back. Oh, wait, I know how to play C sharp. And so you played it once and now you you play the different notes, different chords, and you can hear it again. You can go there again and again. So you can put yourself in that frequency, in that energy of that space. And now start to go there anytime you want through automatic writing or through your meditation. And then start to, you bask in it, you resonate in it, you become more in accord or attunement with it. Or I think the term is concurrence with it. You become concurrent to vibrate in that frequency. And you can go there more frequently and you can start to bring more information back from that state. You can literally make this a conscious process. Will it be that same tears rolling down your eyes, feeling oneness with everything? It could be, or it could be a little less profound, but still as important for what you learn about yourself and learn about the world.
1: Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to dive into this book because (laughs) I want to try it. I want to do it. And there's almost a little part of me that was even afraid to go back there again. I don't know why there was a fear, but it was. I think it was just so overwhelming.
2: Um, But yeah. Well, you are greatness you are the divine. You are one with source and spirit. You're not all of the divine, but you are the divine. Divine is everything. Whatever we want to call that or label it. We can call it love. We can call it the Akashic field. We can call it uh, the quantum field, whatever. But it's pretty overwhelming to know how great we are and pretty overwhelming to be standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon as well. So what you're describing makes sense. We are taught to be afraid of our greatness. And so I challenge you, Terry, and you're going to do this, I know, to snuggle up with the edge of that cliff, to snuggle up with how great you were meant to be. And if you're listening to this, that goes for you tenfold. You were meant for greatness. You come from greatness. You couldn't be anything other than greatness. Although we've taught guilt, shame, embarrassment, and how little we're supposed to be this lifetime, which is all the scientific term is hogwash.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, and I just have to say for the audience and you that the two things that I felt just that essence was love and peace. That was it. Love and peace. And it was just this, um, again, that's all I can say. Okay.
2: (laughs) If that's all you get for the rest of this lifetime, that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, again, there's so much to, that's just one of the things that I wanted to, to talk about that I had written a note about was when I went to your website, mm-hmm. you had dear shiny beacon of light. And it literally brought tears to my eyes because I love your energy and that you, you, you know all of us. The, everyone who's listening to this right now is a beacon of light.
2: Absolutely. It couldn't yeah. be anything else. It, it's something, in fact, I did a, a YouTube live event last night where I was doing a meditation and having everybody turn themselves into a walking, talking sun, because that's what you are. And what's interesting is when you remember who you are, that you are a walking, talking, bright and shiny beacon of light, you attract goodness, you attract greatness. Like you're saying, you attract peace. You yeah. attract love into your life. When we dim that down and instead become a black sun, we put a cloak over us and we go, why aren't things going well? And you feel like you're a victim. Well, you have dimmed your light. And I would say the rules, not that there are any rules, but if you want a happier life, don't dim your life for anything or any one period, which means I talk a lot about spells because I talk a lot about sorcery and alchemy and what we can create with our minds. A spell, an amazing spell, is to focus on what we desire in life. That shines our light bright on the world. An anti-spell is to put ourselves in the role of victim. Well, this person did this, or you wouldn't believe what happened, the traffic, or this person on the news, or in the White House, or the non-White House, or the this, or the that. When you put yourself in that state, you dim your light. And not only do you not become attractive to anyone, you attract in all these negative, bad experiences, where it doesn't have to be that way. If you would simply focus on the light, put yourself, what was it? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Use the force (laughs) Luke. Use the light (laughs) Luke. Don't go to the dark side. The light is a hundred, a thousand times more powerful. So if you're watching this and you go, oh, wow, I just called myself stupid. I just called myself an idiot. I just, whatever. I didn't go to the light. Oh no. The light is so much more powerful. Just send yourself love. Just go to kindness and compassion. If you yeah. do that, or if you simply repeat what, uh, what Terry just said, peace, love. In fact, let's do that together for a minute, just a few times. Let's put a hand or two over your heart. Say peace. Peace. Love. Love. Breathe in peace. Peace. Send out love. Love. Bring in peace. Peace. Send out love. Love. Do you feel brighter now?
1: I do. I feel tingly.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We just took three breaths together, Terry. Yeah. Three breaths. And you went from having whatever remnants of a dark cloak into being that bright and shiny beacon of light. It's accessible in every single moment if that's where we choose to put our focus
1: yeah beautiful now you talked about meditation just a second ago how can people connect with you and work with you and if so how do they how do they yeah. find you
2: so they can find me on um, either at our inspirationshow.com website we have a contact form there if you're interested in coaching i have an exceptionally limited amount of availability, but you can fill out a form to see if you may qualify for that. And you can go to inspirenationshow.com backslash coaching to find out about that and to fill out that form as well. Um, I am, um, how do I put this? If you really wanna be a and shiny beacon of light that's gonna make a massive difference in the world, then I want to work with you because you and I, Terry, we want to reach the top of the top. Don't count yourself out. Don't listen to this and go, I'm not that great. I'm not that special. Chances are you are. But you and I both want to move the largest mountains we can in this lifetime. That means everything. I was gifted. I was so lucky last year to go down. I was invited to meet with the Nobel Peace Laureates and go to the new Nobel Peace Laureate Convention in the Yucatan in Mexico last year. Because my mission is to get like yours with the top of the top of the top and change them. With that said, I'm open. I want to help. Yeah. Beautiful. Then again, I just, I so relate to what you're
1: saying of just, um, but, but it's also, there's that other part that, Oh my gosh, I want to meet him. I I want to reach a million souls with these beautiful stories and beautiful souls such as yourself. Um, And those who are, who are just struggling and in their darkness and and just trying desperately to find something to hold on to, Um, which is why I love, you know, having people like you come join me on air and just, again, be the wayfarer,
2: Terry, be the wayfarer, be the light. You stand one foot in front of others and you stand and you step forward and everybody will take that one step behind you. Then you take the next and you take the next. You do exactly what you're doing with that focus on a million and beyond. (laughs) So this week I had on, on our show, uh, was it last Wednesday, Thursday, Mark Victor Hansen, Mark Victor Hansen is the co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. He's also written something like 324, or might be 340 books. He's in the Guinness Book of World Records and nonfiction. Wow. for writing the, or, or selling the most books out of anybody on the planet. Half a billion books. His goal, Terry, from day number one, one billion books. So you could say, the egoic mind wants to say, well, He's only got 50% of his goal. He's failed. (laughs) That's what the egoic mind says. And where he would go, where I would go, probably where you would go is let's set the biggest, highest bar we possibly can. And even if we only get half of that, half a billion books, we're a rock star. So your million you're going to hit, let's set the bar even higher still.
1: Yeah. I know my, my 1 million goal. I, I
2: was like, wow, oh, that's just, that's like step one. <laughs> Thank you. And then you write about it, which you probably do sort of like Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. You read it and you write it every single day so that every day you have that guiding light before you. Million people, million people, help a million people, help a million people, help a million people, help a million people. people. And that becomes so burned into your subconscious that given a decision of A, well, that's only going to help a few people versus B, oh my God, that's going to help me toward the million, you follow that energy because that's what you burn into your subconscious.
1: Yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, you're just, again, you're speaking to my soul. I was trying to look it over here and seeing. If I had written down the million dollars, I have these little note cards I write for myself. And so this was, oh, I am inspiring millions of people around the world with my story of hope through the podcast, newsletters, books, summits, speaking gigs, writing, and more.
2: So I did have my million in there.
1: (laughs) I put millions. Did you see that? I I I did catch (laughs) that. It
2: was millions. There was not a specific one million. There was not even a two million. There was millions. Well, I I'm like telling it. the audience members, you need
1: to go check out. Um, you have over 300 interviews, is that correct, on Inspire Nation? More than that, 600. Uh, is it double? Oh my gosh, that's so amazing.
2: We have over, over uh, 1,500 oh. podcasts, we have over 2,000 shows. Wow. Um, we've interviewed over 1,400 guests, and, and on and on and on it goes. Um, we've just been very, very lucky and blessed, Terry. And that's wow. InspireNationShow.com or YouTube.com backslash InspireNationShow. You can find all of the shows. And what's cool is um, when I do an interview, I'm plugged in, like we're having so much fun because we're plugged in at a heart connection here. And then I'm plugged into Spirit through my automatic writing. I've learned how to plug into Spirit. And so the most interesting comments come out which you are also plugged into as well because I'm plugged into spirit during the interviews.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just looking through your list very briefly of guests that you've had on. I mean, just, just phenomenal. And um, yeah, definitely go check it out. Everybody.
2: So, so, and listen to Terry's show as well, because <laughs> Terry, you have got it going on. You are a bright and shiny beacon of light. I'm going to call you a spark plug. Not only are you a bright and shiny beacon of light, but you're putting other people on fire because you're using that spark plug to get one going and the next going and the next going and the next going and the next going because you have such beautiful energy. Oh, thank
1: you. Thanks. Well, I feel the same. Like my soul is hugging yours right now if you're feeling it. So. <laughs> Love <laughs> the COVID, it. covid safe hug. <laughs> yeah, covid safe soul hug.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
1: All right, so was there anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we didn't have a chance to talk about?
2: I really want people to either go to automaticwriting.com and check out the program or go to Amazon or your local bookseller and get automatic writing. I recommend three copies. Get one for you. Dive into awe on a daily basis. Second, get one for a loved one. Help them to dive into awe. Thirdly, get one for somebody who you know is struggling or wounded or hurt or has trauma, because if you can lift the trauma off of them, what we're experiencing right now, Everything going on right now, we can call it COVID, we can call it politics, we can call it whatever, is all of the traumas of humanity coming up in order to be healed. We are walking, talking wounds, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And so the more that you give away this book to help somebody else to help them with their walking, talking wound, the, help, the more we help everyone and everything. I would certainly encourage people to make this a part of their daily practice of getting up each morning and tuning into something greater than themselves. You can ask any question in the world, nothing is off limits. Where do I go? Am I on track? Why did this situation just happen to me? Why do I keep having a bad relationship, a bad job or whatever? And how do I live my greatest life? And then I almost want to say, um, fasten your seatbelt and hold on. You're going to get answers. They're not going to be the answers you're afraid of. Like I'm going to pick on my mom for a minute. Mom, I love you. Mom won't meditate because I'm convinced mom's afraid that if she meditates, she's going to hear everything that she's done wrong in life and everything that's gone bad. And she's going to feel even worse about herself. Oh, I love you, mom. When you go into automatic writing and you ask these questions, you're not going to be told you should have done this. If only you did that, you have regret over this, that, or the other thing. No, you're not going to be told of all the things that you couldn't have done because you're here right now, which is perfect. You're going to be told how to step forward from here in the most loving, kind, gentle, joyous, in the light fashion possible. And you're going to be given it in such a way that it's not, well, you have to do this. That's this Western society. Either you do this now or everything's wrong. No at your own pace in your own way yes. so that you're completely surrounded by Terry's two favorite words, peace and love. That's where I want people to start. That's my mission. That's your mission. If we're all in a place of peace and love, and if we can tap into that with automatic writing, even better in a daily basis, we'll treat ourselves differently. We'll treat our neighbor differently. Heck, you might even have the wherewithal to treat the person who cuts you off differently as well. Amen. That's all all I've got, Terry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh, this has been amazing. And again, I thank you for shining your beautiful light of hope and the world, but here on the show today. And um, yeah, thank you.
2: Terry, you have got it going on. Everybody, if you haven't subscribed, if you're catching this as a one-off on Terry's show, click the subscribe, subscribe button, click the like button, click the share button and tell everybody about it because Terry is in the light and you are too because we are attracted to what we resonate with. So you're chomping this goodness, this light, this love, this peace, share it with the world.
1: All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. Again, I'm still hugging on you. So. (laughs) All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself and go order that book. Three copies. (laughs) All right. Love you, Terry. I love you, too.
0: Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terywelbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. Yeah.